Ooh, what's up, Internet? My name is David Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. That is right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Nightly Morning Show. My favorite morning show, just... Just saying. It's the it's my favorite morning show that I'm on with regularity. Same. <laughs> I, Mello the Bard, thank you for that studio audience applause in the chat. We Cheers. appreciate that. Cheers. That like polite like woo. <laughs> I, I we, we you know you keep us going. Mm-hmm. I so yesterday I finally set my chat color for Twitch. Um, yes. And I, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I kind of wish that I could, if I, I had, like, the ability to produce a shirt for people, where they could, because you know how you can do the color of the chat for, like, um, yeah. like an action, that you're yeah. applying an action Sashmi. or something? Yeah. Um, I wish that I could produce a shirt where people could, like, type in their Twitch name mm-hmm. and their color, and they could create a shirt that's, like, specific to their Twitch handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But each shirt would have to be individual, so the cost would be, like, astronomical. But yeah, but that would be fun. It'd be funny, I right? I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One um, day, one day. We'll make it happen. Welcome, everybody. It is Thursday, right? Is it Thursday? It is Thursday. Thursday, October 29th, 2020? Yes. Why am I so confused about the date? It's, it's, it's a day, folks. It's, yeah. It's a day. Woof. It's a, it's a very, it's, we've had like very overcast weather here in Toronto for a few days in a row now. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's starting They're to get all to like me. blending together. You know what I mean? Like it feels like this week has just been a really long day. Yeah. Yeah. You I, know, I like, could really use, I could use a little sunshine. Yeah. That, that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. We that'd have nice. these nice big windows. I know. And it, uh, you look outside, it's just gloomy. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why do you do this? It's going to be good for the photo shoot that we're doing later today, but... You know. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely gonna suit the photo shoot. Um, that that will be um, mm-hmm. uh, that photo shoot is for our patrons. Yes. So um, very excited about that, and very excited about our Patreon. Uh, if you guys uh, don't know, we do have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/NerdyNightly. Uh, that is how this show happens, and kind of all of our other stuff is really able to happen. Mm-hmm. We are really supported by a wonderful community over there who has uh, taken us under their little birdie wings. And given us the ability to fly. And uh, so if you are a member of our Patreon, we are so grateful for you. We are having so much fun with our movie watch-alongs, the the extra weekly podcast uh, that is Patreon only, as well as these cosplay shoots and other things uh, that we're doing for that. Uh, Sorry to drop a big old plug right at the beginning of the show. But, um, (laughs) you know, the the weird thing about the Patreon plug for me is it's a plug because, you know, it it is how we are supported. And so for people who aren't members, we're like, you know throwing it at them a little bit but on, on the other side we constantly bring it up because we don't want to not be grateful to the people who have decided to make that for sure choice. yeah it's it's one of those things where we um it, it, yeah it, it means a lot to us that mm-hmm. you know the support on twitch means a lot to us as well but the you know the patrons um have chosen to go above and beyond for that extra step and like we just don't want we want to make sure that you know it's not lost on us it really truly means the world yeah uh, yeah 100 percent. yeah uh 100 um so for uh today there's not a, a lot of like exciting news i feel like yesterday we yeah. got the um we got a big dump of news yeah and it was all fun things mm-hmm. uh today the stuff that we want to talk about is a lot of like weirdly like financial stuff and yeah um, uh, the first thing I do, I do wanted to jump into though, and, uh, I tried to get the trailer up for this movie. Trailer's apparently not up yet. There's like a 20 second teaser trailer, but we're not going to watch that right now. Uh, we might watch the trailer later today on our own, or we might watch it on the show tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, depending on what people are saying about it. Mm-hmm. But there is a new movie coming out called Songbird, uh, starring KJ Appa, Appa? I'm not sure. In my head, I hear Appa because of Last Airbender, but yeah. I think it's Appa. Um, he is playing a delivery man mm-hmm. living in 2024. Uh, it's a post-apocalyptic future, but it's like our f- 
current. It's our present. Yeah. Because they're dealing with a um, ever mutating strain of COVID that is affecting life. Kei Joppa's character is immune to the disease, and so he gets to be a delivery person, and he falls in love with someone through a door, uh, played by I believe her name is Sophia Carson. Uh, let me put that. You talk about the movie. I'm gonna look up her name. Um. Yeah. I, so we we chatted a bit about the movie last night. Um. And a part of me is like, oof. I don't know if I really want to be watching a movie that's like a dark take on COVID right now because you know it already seems kind of bleak out there. <laughs> but um. On the other hand, it is apparently kind of a heartwarming love story. Well, I don't know if it's heartwarming. It might be a depressing love story. It's a it love story. It's, it's, it's a, a love story. Yeah. It, it might really just be truly depressing and and maybe like too soon. But we'll see. You know, it's weird, right? Because we talked like we we talked immediately. Our immediate reaction was, "Do we want to watch a movie about quarantine times?" And it is interesting. This is the first movie filmed in LA during the pandemic. Um, they uh, they had very very strict COVID guidelines. Interesting COVID guidelines, too. I was reading about them yesterday. Um, some of them included, like, there was never more than 40 people on set. Um, filming f- filming teams were broken up into three separate teams so that mm-hmm. the teams were quarantined from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, testing, all that. They, they took it very, very seriously. They didn't have any po- problems with COVID. And they were filming in the middle of the pandemic in L.A. Like, this is a hot spot nationwide. Um, but because of the measures that they took to make sure that they could make their movie, they, they did a really good job. And I think it's going to be one of those movies that other studios look to as a um, like a rules case for how to make their own films. Yeah. And I think that we're going to start to see more and more of that. I think that SAG-AFTRA, um, IATSE, I think those unions are going to start putting out regulations for how to... If you don't know, SAG-AFTRA is the actors union for film and television mm-hmm. and radio and broadcast and the internet. It's very complicated. We'll get into the fight between SAG-AFTRA and Actors' Equity another time. Um, but, uh, and IATSE is the uh, union for uh, the Teamsters and for uh, the, the, the behind-the-camera stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of other unions. I, <laughs> I, I, could, do, I could do a six-hour lecture on how many unions are involved in the film industry. But... Um, yeah. I'm excited to see those regulations come out from the unions yep. and uh, in agreement with the studios. Mm-hmm. This film is the point that I was making is that we talked about do we really want to see a movie about COVID? Yeah. Is that something that we're ready for? But like three weeks into COVID, we were in bed and we watched like um, Contagion. Contagion. Yeah. And you know, there, there was something. We were going in the middle of it. It was April. It was the worst height of the pandemic. Yeah. Um. Uh, until now. Yeah, we were in literal quarantine lockdown in a room at yeah. this point. And for some reason, that's what we watched. And I didn't... There, there, there was a weird feeling of, like, um, I wasn't... It didn't upset me. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel, like, triggered. I didn't feel... And I think that, you know, if I had lost someone to the disease, I couldn't be able to watch it. You know what I mean? Like if I if I I I've, I'm very lucky that I've had I unlucky in the fact that so many of my friends and family have had COVID throughout the last few months. Yeah. Um, and I've watched so many people go through the effects of the disease, and it's been tragic and awful. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, all of the people I know have survived. Yeah. Um, and I'm very grateful for that. I'm I'm really really grateful that no matter how widespread this disease has been within my pools of. Um, people I know that everyone I personally know has survived the disease so far. Yeah. But um, I, I can totally understand that if I, you were in a position where you'd lost someone to this disease, it would be impossible to watch a movie like this. Yeah. But from the position I'm in, I'm not sure that this movie would actually be that hard to watch. Uh, yeah, it's... I think it depends on what mood I'm in. <laughs> oh, 100%. You know yeah, what yeah, yeah. You it know depends what I mean? on what like, kind of day I had. Yeah, yeah. If it's... It wouldn't be what I, like, threw on after, like, a tough day to relax. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it would be like, uh, you know, I, I'm i feeling good. I'm going to try and watch this new movie. And, like, going into it knowing what it's about, I mean, like, you, you can kind of prepare yourself for that if you mm-hmm. need to. And, um, yeah, I'm kind of interested to see what these people's take on our COVID world is and... 
their idea of what it could be potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie interests me. It just is one of those things where I'm like, it's gotta be a good day. Yeah, to watch 100%, 100%. it. Hundred percent. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Rebel is asking if we have seen uh, the new Amazon show Utopia. Um, so in Rebel Trooper's comments in the chat, he says that Amazon is announcing. Oh. Um, I would, uh, Rebel, just so you know, that show is already out on Amazon. Yes. Uh, you can watch season one currently streaming on Amazon Prime. Yeah. We have not watched it, um, yet, but, uh, we listened to a podcast called Dungeons and Daddies, which mm-hmm. is a, not a, B, not a BDSM podcast. No. It is a Dungeons and Dragons Sometimes. podcast that had one episode that leaned BDSM. Because they were doing a Patreon perk. Yeah. But, um... It was very fun. It's an incredible show. We love it. We have... We, we are truly obsessed with it. Um, and uh, they left us on a crazy cliffhanger on the last episode. So we're waiting for that next episode of Dungeons & Daddies. Let's turn the rest of the show into a plug for Dungeons & Daddies. <laughs> Give um, us more! It's one of the... If, if you haven't listened to it, it really is one of the best, funniest things you can listen to. Yeah. Hilarious. Having said that, they... <laughs> their advertisement in the middle of each of their episodes is for Utopia. Because we because we found it late and we binged through it, we downloaded all the podcasts at the same time. When they all had the same ad. And so the way the dynamic um, ads on podcasts work is that... Uh, so when we upload this show to the podcast feed, we upload the show with no ads in it. And then uh, we upload our ads to... Uh, we use anchor.fm. So they upload the ad separately. And then Anchor puts the ad into the episode when someone downloads it based yeah. on when they download it, where they are. Like we get, uh, because we're in Canada, we get ads that are targeted to Canadian audiences mm-hmm. when we download like the Conan podcast or Armchair Expert. Yeah. So we downloaded all of Dungeons and Daddies at the same time, knowing we were going to binge listen when we drove across country. Yeah. And every single episode had the same ad for oh, Utopia on it. Yeah. And it got to the point where you can skip the ads, but I would forget to skip them and I would just start laughing because we'd heard this same ad like and it, 40 times. And it was like a funny ad. Like, it was a good ad. They do good ad reads. Well, and when we, when we first saw the commercial for Utopia, I think both of us were kind of like, oof. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe not. But now, because I've seen and heard the ad so many yeah. times, I really want to watch it. Yeah. Like, I am so curious. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Utopia, uh, from what I understand of it, um, is from the same uh, is from the writer Gillian Flynn, who yep. wrote Gone Girl. Yep, and um, Sharp Objects. And- yeah, um, and it's about a world where the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is going well. I know, I know. I'm like, the... Uh, ooh, mm, it's, uh, <laughs> I, it ASMR. seems... Stop that. It seems like the apocalypse has been foreshadowed in a comic book. So people... Um, so the, the government ha- seems to have manufactured some disease to try and control the population, and all this is foreshadowed in a comic book. Mm-hmm. And this group of people are trying to... Um, uh, I don't know what they're trying to do. Make it better, bring it to light, solve the problems, do the hero stuff, you know? We need to do a show on YouTube where you pitch movies. Like, oh, where you watch a, a movie and then you have to just sit and explain what happened in it. <laughs> and the first minute of every episode is going, uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Ah, whew, ah, ah, Mellow the Bard, thank you for gifting that sub to Drifted Normal, my Today's friend. Today's much of the Washington Lowlands. I'm so pale. Thank you for that, Mellow. We appreciate that. I'm getting close to my sub goal. You are. I'm in the eighties. Sub goal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, she almost died yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I, I played uh, Dungeons and Dragons with Matt and mm-hmm. um, other friends last night, and I, I did. I, I got knocked unconscious twice. Oof. Yeah, I definitely nearly died. You got you got to roll those high saves, babe. Yeah, yeah. No, I like pretty sure I failed two throws. So. Um. This is uh. This is a good time to mention that uh. The play mat is a DM. In Dungeons and Dragons, occasionally he's also a player. Occasionally, that's how Dungeons and Dragons goes. And on Friday night, this Friday, which is actually tomorrow, tomorrow we are going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons on his channel at 7 p.m. Eastern. It's a horror one-shot. 
called The Great Fright North. Yeah. Uh, set in Canada, where we all live, all the streamers who are participating, it's going to be me, it's going to be Clarus Dracarus, it's going to be Cappy Archer, our good friend Justan, and it is going to be our, uh, Mello, who just gifted that sub, because he's a, just a generous mad lad, is going, his wife is going to be our daughter in that campaign. Yeah. Uh, so if you would like to watch some, uh, hilarious family shenanigans, um, on D&D, Friday night, October 30th, the night before Halloween, catch yeah. The Great Fright North at 7 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash theplaymat. Yeah, it's gonna be a heckin' good time. I'm very stoked. I'm, I'm very excited because I've never played 5e before. Yeah. Um, so now that that plug's out of the way, we're just plugging. Always nice. A, B, P. Stuff Always B, plug-in. Does that make me your son-in-law? Yes, middle of the bard. It yes, does. Yes, it does. I'm, I'm watching you. Welcome to the family. No, no, I'm watching you. You hurt my daughter. <laughs> I've got a very particular set of skills. Um, oh my god. But going back to Utopia, since we, since you, yeah, you since described I... it so eloquently. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we, we might have to make that show. Do you remember me describing Iron Man 3? When no. I remembered of Iron Man 3. You didn't remember anything of Iron Man 3. Yeah, and you were <laughs> cackling. Anyways. I was like, sidebar. you didn't describe the movie. You were very, you did not remember it very well. Um, Anyways. Which is, which, which is fair. I feel like Shane Black's movies are hard to remember. If you're not yeah. like a Shane Black person. Like, I love Shane Black. So I'm like, I was all about Iron Man 3. And then other people were like, I didn't like that movie. And I was like, what is, what world am I living in? What is wrong with everyone else? <laughs> what? Um, wow. I just I, I, I just love the way that he tells stories. That's fair. Um, and he's like one of those directors who just like his vibe vibes with me. And I'm I'm into it. His vibe vibes with me. His vibe vibes with me. Nerdy um, 2020. <laughs> that's, that's my campaign slogan. Yeah. My vibe will vibe with you. Um <laughs> Uh, Utopia. Utopia. So Utopia is actually based on a UK series. Um, ah, gotcha. So it's actually, a, it's a, it, like The Office or um, House of Cards. There's all these shows that they do a UK version. It's very popular in the UK. And so some American producer is like, I would rather just use someone else's idea than come up with my own. Um, wow. And, um, you know, try and make it better by putting more money into it because of, you know, Whatever. That's how this works. So Utopia is about a, um, like you said, it is about a, a comic book that foreshadows the apocalypse. Yeah. However, there is an element of the the show Utopia. Mm -hmm. When the first, when the show, the, the Amazon Prime show first came out, there were some articles saying maybe this isn't the best show to put out because there is an element of the show where the vaccine for the disease in the show is, uh, it kills you. It's bad. And there were some health experts being like, hey, 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 Amazon, maybe don't... We're, we're about to try and convince the American population to take this vaccine that we desperately need. For COVID. For COVID. Don't maybe put out a show where the government created a vaccine that is bad and put Rain Wilson in it so that everyone watches it because they love The Office. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I, I understand. I, I, I don't necessarily dis uh, agree with uh, the health experts there. I think that Amazon Prime's subscription base probably isn't watching Utopia and then going, this television series is real. Hopefully. Hopefully. That's the thing. It's like, you don't really know. And I think that's, you know, they, they, they were trying to be cautious. Mm -hmm. And I totally understand that. Um, you know, there it is a very real problem that the U.S., well, that we, the world is going to be mm -hmm. facing. Um, well, and I think there's, I think there is a, I, I think there is a, I think there is a very real concern right now about the vaccine. You know, I think there's a, there's a real, you know, there is a lot of money being about to be spent on convincing people around the world that this vaccine is safe. Yeah. For for good reason. I, I, I think that, you know, we, we have to convince people that it is safe. And we have to convince people that it is safe with science and data. Yeah. And I think that um, I just triggered someone by not saying data. But you're going to have to deal with that. His name is Data. Um, <laughs> it's wow. One of, it's one of my favorite scenes in Star Trek when she's like, data. And he's like, oh, it's data. And she's like, what's the difference? And he's like, data's not my name. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I feel that so hard. Cheers, Dagon. Um, so, you know, it's I... It's Clarus, not Clarus. 
there is a difference between getting someone's name wrong and having a cute nickname for your wife. I know. I'm Don't kidding. you dare oh, wow. disparage Clarus. Oh, wow. He, he mad. Clarus is he a mad. pillar of our relationship. Oh. Good to know. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I forgot to turn this off of That's multiple. So You're on it. Oh, no, it's just going to play over and over and Today's over again. No, no. For the podcast yeah. listeners, you're about to hear the same audio multiple times, and it's because Dagon is a mad lad. Who just gifted five so subs, pale. dude. I'm Thank so you. Pale. Thank you, Dagon. Or Phoenix. I actually don't know Today's which pirate it is. Today's crippling much of the one Washington Lowlands. One, one of the pirates, yeah. The, one of the two captains of that ship. Here it goes again. I'm so, so pale. pale. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Today, Snow is crippling um, much wow, of the Washington so how close Lowlands. Are you two sub goal? Uh, like in 11 or 12. Great. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. if David hits his sub goal, so he has to do a horror <laughs> VR stream on Saturday. So, I'm mm-hmm. just uh, throwing that out there. Today, Snow is crippling much of the Washington Lowlands. <laughs> I think this is the last one. Um, so pale. But yeah, bringing up Utopia, though, Rebel Troop 1 brought Today, Utopia, Snow I is crippling much um, I can't remember. We, we went on so many tangents since yeah. we started this Utopia conversation. Um, <laughs> the bringing up Utopia, Utopia was a huge hit for Amazon. It was a very successful show. Uh, and I think that it shows that being in a quarantine does not stop people from wanting to watch movies about quarantine. I think that people yeah. want to... Iron Claw says, did you know that today snow is crippling much of the Washington Lowlands? <laughs> um, <laughs> I want a shirt now that says, did you know that today snow is crippling much of the Washington Lowlands? Nobody would get it. I don't care. I think it's hilarious. Um, uh, Utopia was a hit. Contagion, oh, which we watched on Netflix, was the number one show on Netflix for a while. Yeah, for like a few weeks during the pandemic. I think people like to watch entertainment that is adjacent to the world they're living in. Yeah. And so, especially something like Contagion that does end with the vaccine coming out and people eventually... Sorry, spoilers for Contagion. Um, um, but uh, I, I do think, you know, people want that. Uh, people are interested yeah. in that. And I think that this show... I think yesterday, people, a lot of the reaction online was like, oh, God, why? And I think that Michael Bay's name is attached to it, which yeah. makes people nervous. Because yeah. they forget that Michael Bay has made some of the greatest movies of all time, as well as some not great movies. Um, and no, but legitimately, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But people are like, oh, Michael Bay's attached to this, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, the Transformers movies after the first one aren't great, but then he did not direct, but he did produce Bumblebee. And if you slept on Bumblebee, what is wrong with you? That I movie, slept on Bumblebee. you slept on Bumblebee and you missed out. Bumblebee is so freaking delightful and charming and the opening sequence on Cybertron is like mind-blowing. Bumblebee is so good and guess what? Michael Bay produced that. I know. I know. Some of the Transformers movies, they they went off the rails. they're, They're not great and they're too long. But Michael Bay is more than just four bad Transformers movies. He's also two really good Transformers movies and a history of cinema that deserves recognition. I'm going to die on this hill one day. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just... Yeah. he. I don't know. I the People like see Michael Bay's name now and they're like, Ugh, Michael Bay. And I'm like, God, yeah, what? What? Really? Yeah. Have we co- have we come this far away from all of the amazing films the man has made? Yeah. You know what, Michael Bay? Thank you for your service to the <laughs> film industry. I I hope I hope that one day people are able to be like, yeah, you know what? The Transformers movies ended up not being great, but like Michael Bay made some gosh darn films. What else did he make? I'm bad with names. Sorry. Michael Bay, Michael Bay, I mean, let's, let's do it. You know what? Let's dive deep into the Michael Bay canon of good films right now. All right. This is the news today, folks. This, we're not doing the news. We're talking about Michael Bay, Bad Boys. Never seen it. Bad Boys. Next. That should be the whole argument. Bad Boys. Armageddon. Never seen it. Argument number two. Argument one. Next. The Rock. Uh, never seen it. Next. Pearl Harbor. That's not an example of a good movie. Bad Boys 2. Never seen it. Bad Boys 2. That's all you need right there. The Island. Great. Wait, The Island? The one about the clones? 
Yeah. That's not a great movie. It's a great movie. I love it. It's fine. Um, Pain and Gain. Never Hilarious seen. movie about roid rage. Um, <laughs> he produced the Qu- A Quiet Place. Never seen it. Well, yeah, it's a horror <laughs> film. Have you have you seen movies? Have you? I yeah. I don't he watch also produced movies. The Purge. Never seen it. The reboot of Texas. Ch- oh Jesus Christ! This movie. I, I, it doesn't say if he directed or produced these. Oh, I've seen I Am Number Four. Bad movie. Yeah, he didn't direct that though. Um, <laughs> wow, is there a horror movie in the last fifteen years that Michael Bay did not produce? It. I don't know. Anyway, apparently I have not seen any good Michael Bay films. The Rock, Bad Boys, Armageddon. Boom. <laughs> Michael Bay will live on forever. The Rock, Bad Boys, Armageddon. I'm sorry. Sure. This is like watching a younger, prettier version of me and my husband. <laughs> I literally have never. Dark Dispatch says Get Out. I do not think that Michael Bay produced Get Out. I, I don't know why, but I have a feeling <laughs> that Michael Bay did not produce Get Out. I wonder. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, mm. I have not seen a lot of movies. <laughs> All of you said doesn't ring a bell. No one has seen Bad Boys or Bad Boys 2. What is happening? Okay, everyone go watch Bad Boys. It is Will Smith and Martin Lawrence giving like one of the greatest comedic team-ups of all time. It really is... uh, Yeah, all of you need to go watch Bad Boys. Uh, Bad Boys is like... It's just it's 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 a it's a cinema classic at this point. It really is like it's one of those like on screen pairings where two actors, especially in the first movie, like Will Smith and Martin Lawrence in I think it's ninety four, uh, they were at the height of their or maybe no it might it's probably later than that actually. I don't know why I think it's so soon to my birth, but um, they were both just at the height of superstardom and they got together and they they just riffed off of each other in a way that like. Very few movies are able to pull off, and it really, it really is. It's, 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 it's a stunning classic of buddy cop cinema. All right. Think that moisture farm. Cheers, fun, fun bat. Um. What were we talking about before I went off? Oh, Songbird. I think that people are gonna watch this movie. I think this movie, especially if, especially <gasps> we if we went so. Mm-hmm. If quarantines are still going mm-hmm. when this movie comes out, I think it's gonna be a huge hit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Especially if they, like, especially if they market it well, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that, um, I think, I, I wonder if the appeal of watching movies that are so relevant to what we're all going through right now is, um, uh, one of those, like, hope things, you, you know what I mean? Like, you want, you either, if, if the movie has, like, very dire circumstances, mm-hmm. it's either, you know... Oh, thank God that it's not as bad as that. Yeah. Or if the, they, or if it's a happy story with good circumstances and you know, they, um, everyone pulls through. It's like, oh, see, look, they're like, you know, they made it. We're we're gonna be just fine. Yeah. Um, and so I definitely think that because you know because Contagion was so watched, that especially the start of this pandemic, I I, I think yeah, I think it'll do well. Um, I think I think that's what people want right now, which honestly surprises me. But if I think about it, I can kind of understand. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, you know, I think there's a reason that you know so many people love um, like real life murder podcasts and horror movies and these things. Yeah. I think that there is a, um, I think that there's a real like, uh, I don't. I, there's the Germans probably have a word for it. Um, because it's not schadenfreude, but I'm sure the Germans have a great word for that feeling of, like, wanting to experience things worse than what you're experiencing. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Germans have great words. They just have... They, they, they really... They came up with some good ones. <laughs> Germans and the Japanese. Japanese have some words that are, like... Individual words that are, like, the sound that the first drop of dew in spring makes. And you're like, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's a thing that like, we don't have a word for in English that they have like a word for. It's great. Huh. Yeah. I, I yeah. could do, I could do with some more of that. I love languages. Um, y'all, I think, you know, we're half hour into the show. Mm-hmm. So we should probably talk about the main story. Yes. Um, the, the big kahuna of the day. It's the thumbnail on the video. It's the title under the Twitch stream. 
We found out uh, late last night mm -hmm. that the director of Halo, the most recent director, because it was the second director already of uh, the game, Halo Infinite, has been um, uh, not fired. No, because has uh, Microsoft left. Microsoft has announced that they still work for Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, this person still is employed by Microsoft. But They're just stepping away from the Halo. The Halo franchise. Infinite game. Uh, game, yeah. Yeah, and so it's an interesting move, right? Because Halo Infinite was supposed to come out in two weeks. Or two and a half weeks from now. Yeah. And uh, that is not happening anymore. Obviously, the game has pushed back to 2021, yeah. which is a huge blow to the launch of the Xbox Series X and Series S. Yep. Um, I know for you, like, you were like, I kind of, like, I feel like I have to get an Xbox just so I can play Halo, and now... Well, that was before we found out that it was going to... I well, could yeah. play it on PC. Now it's going to be on PC, and now it's not even coming out. You know, like, that's... It's a big deal for Microsoft. Well, and it's interesting, right? Because there was a time... So, I was a PS2 boy. I was. And the Xbox came out, and I never owned an Xbox. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my best friends did, and so that's how I played Fable, which is the only... Like, the only Xbox... The original Xbox game I really remember is Fable. Mm -hmm. It's also one of the greatest games ever made. Um, I have to play that. Yeah, you you, you do. Uh, mm -hmm. There's an anniversary edition that you can... It's really, really good. Um, and so I, I was never an Xbox boy. And then Halo came out, and I left the PlayStation behind. I went hardcore Xbox for... Uh, a long time. Like, I only had... Obviously, I always had Nintendo systems because the Pokemans and the Legend of Zelda games that keep coming out uh, that steal my attention and my money. But um, the uh, Xbox became my, like, preferred console in the, the console wars between Xbox and Sony. Hmm. And I... Yeah, Halo was the game that pulled my entire focus that direction. And that... That, that was pretty consistent through the Xbox 360, through the Xbox One originally, mm -hmm. up until the, um, wow, my brother just dropped in the chat, Rectabis was my username on Xbox originally, and I did not remember that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, my old, my old, like, gamer tag was Rectabiss. Rect wow, you which were now, moody as fuck. Now, as an adult, I realize has a weird sexual connotation that I don't, I don't want to explore too deeply, um, because it would be a Rectabiss if I did. Um, <laughs> I'm so upset right now. Got him. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I totally forgot because I had two gamer tags. I had my my like um my my Nintendo one, which I still use to this day, which is Dino Sour, but Dino has a Y, uh, and Sour is S O U R because it's a sour dinosaur. He's like upset. He's like a moody. Oh, and I thought then, you meant like the candy, but sure. Sure. Uh, and then um yeah, Rectivus. That's so funny. Wow, that totally derailed my brain. Um, <laughs> Iron Claw oh, says, "Don't talk good. anymore. Wouldn't want to dig a deeper hole." Mm-hmm. Yeah, iron. Uh, you guys get me. Um, oh my god. Uh, but my love for Xbox because of Halo continued up until uh, the PlayStation Four put out some exclusives that just changed my mind, and now I am a PlayStation boy. I love the Spider-Man, yeah, PS Four game, uh, God of War, uh, and so you know. And now we're going into this next console. Is, sorry, is it sorry to interrupt? Is Monster Hunter PlayStation? I don't know if it's exclusive. I I played Monster Hunter World on PlayStation. Um, and I, I, it doesn't really matter. I just, I actually, I, I became, um, I was introduced to Monster Hunter through the PSP back in the yeah, day. Yeah. And that's where I put most of my Monster Hunter hours into was PSP. Yeah. Um, but now we're going to this next console generation and Microsoft wants our attention, right? Everyone's fighting for our attention. Yeah. Uh, everyone like the news, everyone is fighting for the, the new currency right now as far as entertainment goes is not so much money it's eyeballs yeah in a weird way and like just yeah. getting people's eyeballs on things mm -hmm. uh it's why microsoft is going so hard in on this subscription plan idea yeah instead of trying to sell its console yeah <laughs> because that's what they're doing they're, they're not trying to sell their console they're trying to get you to sign up for a subscription plan yeah and i'm gonna be very interested <clears throat> to see how this works out for them yeah, but like I'm not going like the, no, the fact I, that there's I not know. a single exclusive for the Xbox 
I know I've said it on the show a million times. There's we're never gonna buy one. Yeah. For us to we for us to have an Xbox would be we would have two uh, it would sit next to our computer, and it would do the same things but less than our computer. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, and so it it is an interesting thing. And now there was an argument that I was hearing from a lot of people that was like, well, a lot of people don't have a gaming PC that can play these games as well totally. as the Xbox. And they're going to want to play Halo Day 1, so they're going to pick up an Xbox because it's cheaper than a gaming PC. But Halo's not coming out. Yeah, that's so, the thing. Who's, who's buying your console? Like, Yeah, yeah, they've kind of... Uh, I, I don't know what happened in the process, and maybe there is news about why it's so delayed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they are now going to have to find a third director. Well, they have one. Oh, they do. Yeah, they yeah. do have one. They, okay. He was replaced immediately by someone who was already working on the game. Um, okay. but you know, you but have still. to, you have to wonder, like if the game was supposed to come out in three weeks and now isn't, it had to have been almost close. Like the game has to, at this point, the game has to mostly be made. All of, all of the motion capture work is done. Uh-huh. They're not like they, they, they are not going to bring actors who did worked on this a year and a half ago to come back in and do motion capture work now. No, 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 no. The, the 3d modeling is mostly done. Um, the, Ham Taters is saying they showed off some gameplay. It looked like straight up doo doo. They did. They already showed us a trailer for the game. They did. Yeah, I remember watching it and being like, eh. and the response online was very negative. Yeah. Like, it, it, like it leaned. It skewed very, very negative. Yeah. And so you have to wonder. First of all, you have to wonder: Did the negative response to the trailer affect this affect person's this? job? Yeah. Um, and did they push it back because the response online was? What the heck? That looks I bad. I would not be surprised. And then on the flip side of that, you have to wonder, um, is switching the director over going to cause more delays because they're going to want to... I think so. You know. Yep. I, I think so. I think this is a very bad sign. Mm-hmm. I think we're not going to see that game for a while. Yeah. I, I, I have a feeling it's going to be fall holiday 2021 now. Oh, that far. Well, yeah. I like Well, because they already pushed it back to what? I don't think they even have a date. I, it's... Push back to 2021. Right. Um, I figured, I, I thought we might see it in the spring. When a PS4, uh, Heaven Taylor says, when a PS4 game looks better than your flagship game for the world's most powerful console, you've got a problem. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. They did not do themselves any favors with that. And I completely understand why they pushed back. I would have too. Well, like, and it's interesting, right? Because the, the going into this next console generation, what we are hearing is the PlayStation 5 has exclusives but the xbox series x is the better console everyone is like oh it's got the teraflops it's stronger faster better happier happier you know it's more virile um sure and here's the thing about that all right it doesn't matter how good your system is if the games made for it aren't optimized for it Mm -hmm. right so you, you run into this position where games that are cross-platform tend to be less good um, technically yeah. because you you have to fit your game into the limitations of a bunch of different systems. And so it's not optimized for any of them. And it does its best being as good as possible on a variety of things. Whereas exclusives are built to function on one thing and it's why you see a lot of these console exclusives do really, really well at mm-hmm. the specific things that that console is good at. Yeah. When Like, Miles Morales looks so incredible on the PlayStation 5 because it is built to look incredible on the PlayStation 5. Yep. And it, they know it's going to work. There's no problems. This is the problem that Cyberpunk had when they pushed back yesterday. They are trying to get it to work on nine different systems of play. Yeah. And that's really hard. Yeah. The, the argument that Microsoft is making with Xbox where they're saying we're not going to have any exclusives. Everything can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's all on Game Pass. It's all on this. It's all on this. You can play it on Stadia. You can stream it. You can play it Skyrim on your fridge now. As soon as you start to proliferate an, uh, uh, an item like that, mm-hmm. an idea like that, it loses a little bit in each new iteration. Yeah. And so we are going to see this problem in the next generation where Xbox games are going to be 
pretty, pretty, pretty good on the Xbox Series X. Yeah. But they're not going to be able to be amazing because they also have to run on the Xbox Series S, which is just not as good a console. Yeah. The Xbox Series S isn't even as good a console as the Xbox One Pro X, whatever, the, the, the top tier Xbox One that's already been out for two years. Yeah. And so, you know, they're going to have to pull back on games a little bit in to, to make them fit on that smaller console they put out. Whereas the PlayStation 5, no PlayStation 5 exclusive PlayStation 5 exclusive has to deal with that limitation. Yeah. Because yes, one of the two PlayStations doesn't have disk drive, but everything else is the same. Yeah. Yeah. They're able, they're gonna be able to really like hyper focus on it and just make it solid. Mm-hmm. And I honestly like uh, Microsoft Xbox, I think that like I don't think this is gonna go well for them. Um like yeah, I don't know. I, like it's something that I'm definitely gonna keep an eye on because mm-hmm. I I would like to know. I think they might have shot themselves in the foot, like you said. Like you were like, Halo made me an Xbox guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now it's not gonna just be an Xbox. You you like you're not gonna have those reasons to go for Xbox. You know, unless yeah. that's what you did your whole life and whatever. I mean, I use an Xbox controller for the computer. But even still, that PlayStation 5 controller looks nice. Like, mm-hmm. I might try to make the effort to <coughs> adjust so well, I can but, use that instead. But here's the thing. We'll probably still use an Xbox controller for the computer because it's not an Xbox controller anymore. It's yeah. a Microsoft controller. Yes. And we have a Microsoft PC. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we're, we're getting to the point now where Microsoft has sort of made the decision to stop making Xbox and to start making Microsoft gaming. Yeah. And there, there isn't really Xbox anymore. There's no Xbox yeah. exclusives. There's no Xbox community. There's it's just no... the Xbox console. <clears throat> yeah. It is just the object mm. to play it on. And calling Halo an Xbox game doesn't even make sense anymore because I almost guarantee you, because of the way this is shaping out, more people will play it on PC than on Xbox. Yeah. I, I would be shocked if the Xbox gamers outnumbered the PC gamers on this game. Yeah, because if you already have a PC... And you want to play Halo, you're not going to buy an Xbox to play Halo. You're going to play it on your computer. Yeah. And and in Microsoft's in Microsoft's corner, there's they they're saying we don't make any money on the consoles. Like that is not a uh, that is not a profit margin for them. Mm. Selling games is a profit margin, and so we want the games to be as available as possible. It's Which why, is why they're doing their subscription. Yeah, and it's why when they bought Bethesda, they were like, "Oh no, you'll still buy Bethesda games on Sony." Cuz for Microsoft, they don't care. They don't care yeah. what you buy the game for. You gave them the money. Yeah. You know what I mean? They will sell you They will sell you uh, Skyrim on every single competitor's platform if you're buying Skyrim yeah. because they want your $30 or yeah. whatever Skyrim costs now. I, does Skyrim still cost money? Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. I feel like I feel like, like in like two weeks they're going to be like, and now you can play Skyrim on the dashboard of your car while you drive. <clears throat> oh, my God. Um... Tater says, I think if the series consoles don't do well, Microsoft will pull a Sega and transition to software Game Pass on other consoles. That's a really interesting idea, Taters, because, like, why make consoles anymore? Yeah. Yeah, if you're not, like, if you, if you're not doing, if you're not doing well, <clears throat> you know, your competition's better than you. If it's not working out, why would you keep, like, because it's. You know that, like, the, I'm sure that they put a lot of money into mm-hmm. the development and research of creating newer, better consoles. Oh yeah, yeah, you that I mean? that Xbox is impressive. Yeah, you know, yeah, it is. But if they don't have to spend that money in research anymore, because and and they don't make the actual console for it anymore, you know, they might just they might just switch over to the games and make it all Microsoft? I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because um, I I just... They, they built such an impressive machine. They really did. Like, the Xbox Series X, not the S. The S is fine. It looks really weird. I don't like the Someone needs design. to... They need to hire a designer. But I, I like the Xbox Series X. I like the way it looks. I, I, the, 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 on paper, the internals are amazing. They built a really, really, really impressive box. And then never gave us a reason to use it. Yeah. And that, you know, they've, they failed on the demand side. I, the, what they're supplying is so amazing. They've just not been able to sell the consumer base on what the consumer is going to 
get out of it. Yeah. That the uh, that other machines that Microsoft makes won't do better, mm-hmm. especially since if you want the Xbox experience, the controller for the X just buy the controller. It's going to work with your PC great. Yeah. Microsoft has done a really good job with its Bluetooth technology to its computers. And it, it's, just, it's, it's this weird problem where I'm like, why did you choose this path? Yeah. Why did you choose to make this amazing thing and then also choose to not give us a reason to buy it? Yeah. You have to create a market for things. You know, like, I feel like yeah. you have to take... Sometimes you have to create the market. I think Apple's done a really good job of that. Yeah. Of, like, looking at what what are people actually doing with computers? Mm-hmm. And how can we streamline those things? Because we talk a lot about um, Apple versus PC in our house, right? Because I've always had a MacBook. I edit on a MacBook. I do all of, like, the photo and video editing for Nerdy Nightly on my MacBook. And Ariel has always been a PC person. And until we started dating, I never... I haven't had a PC in the house I haven't used when I've never used Windows 10 until May of this year. Yeah. Um, I skipped Windows 7 completely, and Windows 8 and 9 if they happened. I don't think no, they did. No, no, it was no. Um, that was a mess. And like my my argument for the iPhone and my argument for Mac computers has always been that Apple PC is you can do anything on a PC. You really can, if you pay for the right program. If you are willing to buy the software to do the thing that you want to do, but you have to figure out what that is, and you have to go out and you have to go do that work yourself. Apple looked at what people actually do with computers, and they made all of the things that you could possibly need for like day to day, not very specific stuff, but the general use of a computer is all in a MacBook when it ships, mm-hmm. and it's all free. It comes with the computer. Your you your operating free. system comes with the computer. Okay, but I'm saying you pay a premium for a Mac. Yeah, but tell me that an XPS 15 isn't more isn't the exact same price as a MacBook. No, I'm saying it definitely depends on like what you're getting. But I'm just saying that like you know, you say free and technically yes, that is what they want you to think. But you pay a lot for a Mac because it has all these things. But you pay a lot for any good computer now. You can buy you can buy a four hundred dollar PC laptop. Yeah. But I promise you, try running Photoshop on it. Oh no no. Like truly. Try running, you can run Photoshop on every single thing on a Mac, on the shelves at an Apple store. Yeah, no, 100%. You cannot do that if you go to Staples and pick up every single PC. No, I, and I'm not saying that at all. I, right, but I, my point is like, you're, you, you are paying a premium because there's no low-end consumer electronics at Apple. There's no like base tier, there's no Chromebook. Yeah, no, that's fair. But even still, like when we were looking at like, uh, like uh, the new Mac, Mm-hmm. Like the new laptops right now, the price difference between those and like what I paid for my Surface yeah. is it, it, like it, it's it all it is included, but it it's not it's not free. Like you know, you do it is included in the price that they give you for the device, which is great. You know, if you don't want to worry about having to find those programs, download them, choose them, it's like like Macs are great for just having it all laid out there for you, hundred percent. I want to do a video now. I really, I, w- I actually want to do the research because I want to look at if I were to get a PC that had similar specs to a MacBook mm-hmm. Pro, a 13-inch MacBook Pro, which is what, like 1700 Canadian? Uh, well, it depends on I don't your know. memory and stuff that but you're getting. But if yeah. I do that and then I get a decent, because like we use that like that video software on the computer, but it's not good. Oh, yeah, yeah. The free one, it's, it's, it's not good. It, and get a decent usable thing in everything that Mac gives you for free. I wonder what the actual cost would be. Because yeah. I wonder if I'm paying a premium or if I'm just paying for what I'm getting. Yeah. I just already have it. Yeah. And perhaps. like that's an argument that like I that PC people love to make. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, I don't really know if that's true. Yeah, you'd have to sit down and look at like, you know, what the cost of of software would be for something like GarageBand mm-hmm. or and then your photo and video editing and like uh, I don't know. There's a well in Office, I, I right? Like, like like you don't have Office. Office is expensive. Yeah, yeah. And there, Adobe, those kind of things. There is a free version of Office in every Apple computer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Adobe's different. Adobe you don't get for free on Apple. Adobe is specialized software in a lot of ways. 
Um, but there is markup. There are Apple products on your computer already that can do a lot of what Photoshop can do, just yeah. not everything. Yeah, for sure. Um, and definitely not as well. And this is why we've had this conversation is because if you're doing those kind of things, if you're editing and that kind of stuff, like, yeah, Macs are great because they kind of already have it there for you. If you don't do any of that, like uh, McKinley is saying in the chat at the end of the day, do you, do you actually use all those programs? And for some people, absolutely. For some mm -hmm. people, not at all. Well, and, and I think that's the point. Like, Mac, Macs are for... And that's why everyone says, like, Macs are for creatives, right? Like, yeah. Macs are, Macs totally. are the, 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 the programs of creative people like me yeah. who... I use all those programs literally every, like, I will use all of those programs in the 20 minutes after the show ends to yeah. try and get the audio podcast of the show up, the video feed on YouTube, and mm -hmm. a thumbnail. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I use Photoshop, iMovie, and um, Audacity every single day. Audacity's free across the board, I know. Yeah, but, yeah. But still. Um, you know, for me, having all those programs in my computer and not having to worry about it is actually mm -hmm. saving me time and money. Um and I totally acknowledge that for a lot of people, it doesn't. Um, but I don't think a, I don't think Mac is for everybody. You know what I mean? Like I think that what Mac has done, and I'm trying to tie this back into Xbox because that's what we're talking about. But, yeah. Um, I think that what Mac has done, and it's weird because Mac is my brother. Mac is the one in the chat talking to us about this, so I'm talking about Mac with Mac. It's very heady. But I remember when I was at your house and I was like, "Yeah, I don't like Macs," and then I was like, "Yeah, oh. be careful. Yeah, be careful." My mom, my mom would get very upset. Um, she might text us <laughs> Sorry, again Mac. in the middle of the show. Um, you know, <laughs> Apple, Apple is not for everyone, Yeah. but they've done a really, really good job of creating a product and giving the people who it is for the mentality of thinking, oh, that I, I will use that. Yeah. They've, they've created the consumer confidence in the ability to use the product and the, they've created necessity. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Even the green bubble, blue bubble thing on Apple is a mental thing to make you want to have an Apple product. Yeah. Yeah. My, my blue looks nicer. And honestly, my, my having iMessage with everywhere as long as my friends and I have internet and not having to text people is magic. Not having to pay to text people in the States if they have iMessage is really, really, is wonderful. And I'm so grateful that Apple makes that international communication free and easy. Um, I'm very, you know, and now that I've moved to Canada, but almost all the people I talk to on a regular basis are in the States. It is, I can't text my friends who don't have Apple products. I have to go through Facebook Messenger or all these other things. Yeah. Whereas the iPhone in my hand literally just messages my friends and it is the one that's going oh, okay, we're going to message them in iMessage because you shouldn't have to pay for this. Yeah. And honestly, like, I... I So I, I moved away from iPhone mm -hmm. after the, the 6, and I got the Samsung S9, which I loved. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love my new Samsung. Um, but if I hadn't gotten a new phone over the summer, um, like, after the, the iPhone 12... Pro. Um, like, the launch... After, yeah. like, watching the launch of it... If I didn't already have a new phone, I would seriously consider, I, I would be considering getting that um, just for um, ease of, like, day-to-day uh, -day ease for us mm -hmm. because, and because you have a Mac and you have an iPhone and those kind of things. The, the, the thing that I don't like about the iPhone really is the OS. But like that, yeah. that's something that you can kind of get used to. But um, yeah, if I if I didn't have the the new Samsung phone right now, I would definitely be considering getting that phone because they know how to sell a product. Yeah. You know, and and they are very good. Well, and that new camera shooting video in Dolby Vision is it's is dumb. Yeah, it's, that's dumb. That I oh I I have the iPhone 11 Pro, which. I know I, I have a one-year-old phone because my, my phone before that was literally a brick. Like my, my battery, I literally had to carry a charger everywhere because my battery lasted like three hours. Um, I couldn't. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, so I traded that in for the iPhone 11 Pro last year. Mm -hmm. And I wish, I wish my camera, I wish my phone had lasted one more year. Because right now, like I'm really, really thinking about that 12 Pro. I, I really am. And yeah. it's because that Dolby Vision looks the idea that we could shoot Nerdy Nightly stuff on my phone and it would look the same as my Canon camera is insane to me. Yeah. To, to bring all this back to Xbox. Let's do it. All right. 
the point, the, the long point that I was making with all of that is that what Apple did is they gave it their consumers, this is what you're going to do with this, and yep. this is what you're, so buy it. They sold <clears> it. <throat> Xbox went, we're going to create all of these products, including a console. And so you're going to have access to all of these products everywhere that you already play video games, except mm -hmm. for the Switch and the Playstations. If you don't have access to a way to play these games already, get an Xbox. Yeah. They made the Xbox part... They're doing the next generation launch, and they made the next generation console the afterthought of their next generation launch. Yeah, they didn't give you a reason to get the console. It's like, yeah. if... It, the console's an if. Which mm -hmm. is so weird. Like, that should be... You should be making... Making that console a necessity for people. Yeah. And for gamers who already have a PC and want to play next generation games, they've kind of made it, if you can afford both, get an Xbox. Yeah. But if you can't afford both, keep your PC running games and buy a PlayStation. Yeah. Like, they've literally made their console a asterisk. Yeah. Because honestly, look, I this the, the, the Game Pass thing, here's the thing. $35 a month is a lot of money for a lot of people. Yeah. We can't afford to add another $35 a month on. You know what I mean? Like $25 for the Xbox Series S is fine, but it's not even an it's not really a next gen console. No. It's like no. a next gen Lite. So th if you want that next gen experience, $35 a month. It's a lot. That's a and, big ask. And there are people out there who like you know, they have their 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 they have their games in their console and they play it. Mm -hmm. And they are so busy, they can only get in a few hours a week. Mm -hmm. And maybe they play, like, one game for several months. Like, instead of having to pay $35 a month for access to all of this content that they're not even going to get to, mm -hmm. you know, like, whereas before, you might be able to, you save up and you get that one game that you really, really want, and yeah. it gives you so many endless hours of game time. Whereas now, you're just kind of, like, overwhelmed with all this content. Yeah. That, like, I wouldn't even know, like... It, well, it's like Netflix, right? Like, when I yeah. turn, like, it's funny because we have Netflix, but how much Netflix do we actually watch, right? Like, yeah. we, we pay for Not it each much. month. And we we watched Enola Holmes. And Sherlock. And Sherlock. Like, we've literally, in the last month, we paid $7 or whatever Netflix costs to... I don't remember. I can't, I, I think I'm still paying for American Netflix, but we're watching it in Canada, so I don't really know how it works. Um, hmm. uh, we paid that $7 only to watch Sherlock Holmes content. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, we haven't watched a new Netflix thing since, um, the, the, the Charlize Theron one, Old Guard. Oh, yeah, we watched yeah. Old Guard. You're right, you're right. Like, that was the new, that was the latest Netflix property that we watched yeah that was made or no I, Enola Holmes was uh made by Netflix but yeah you know it's just weird it's we, we it's this weird world we live in now where it's like um you you you, you get these streaming services and then like do you ever really watch any of it yeah we have all these streaming services. We have Amazon Prime to watch The Boys. We have Disney Plus to watch Mandalorian. We have we, we buy all these streaming services to watch like the one thing we want to watch on it. Yeah. And it's just it's it's just an interesting it's an interesting thing. Yeah. It's it yeah. And part of it is for us we don't have any time. Like we're trying to start a business. So we're in this point where it's like <laughs> yeah. we have to be working all the time because it's not at a point yet where it's like smooth sailing. Yeah, yeah. And maybe we'll get there, maybe we'll start watching more content down the line, but right now like I can't imagine sitting down to watch, like, a 13-episode Netflix show that isn't based on some comic book that we can talk about on the show. Yeah, you know? it, yeah, it would take a long time for us to find the time to get through all of that. Yeah. And that's not just us. There are so many people out there who are just as busy, mm -hmm. and they don't have time for all of this. $35 a month is a big ask. It's a big ask. It is a, yeah, especially, especially when you do the math. Well, and if you cancel, you lose access, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you don't own anything. Like. Well, I you can't cancel though. You can't cancel. No, you're in a contract. It's like it's like a phone contract. Oof. You can't can't well because they've given you the console. Yeah. Like yeah. you can't cancel your contract. Yeah. So you're you know, they are you're stuck you and you end up paying more for the console, than. Than you would have if you just bought it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I understand intellectually what they're trying to do. I don't think this is a good move for Microsoft. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Honestly, I don't think it's going to matter. I think the profit margins are going to be fine. Because, like, yeah. when Halo comes out, I will buy a copy day one. I'm just going to buy it on a PC. Yeah. When Fable comes out, I will buy it day one on the PC. Yep. When that, whatever that, the arrow, that trailer that was the arrow shooting through the sky ever... The one that we both really liked. Oh. I can't remember what the game's called, but when it comes out... Everthine or something? No, something. I don't know. I don't know. We yeah. will be buying it on PC. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, that's, that's... That's how a lot of people are going to do it. And so because of that, you know what? Microsoft is probably going to be fine. They're, no, they will be fine. Yeah. They, I mean, it's Microsoft. They're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. Um, it's just, yeah, an interesting choice. It's an interesting choice. Yeah. Um, and it is interesting that Halo lost its director. Remember when that was how we started that this conversation? That was the news. Yeah, that, that was the news. Um, um, but it's hard to talk about that, right? Because that's personal stuff. And honestly, like, I don't... Um, as a last thought, I don't really know what a director in a video game... Like, I don't know how that... Like, cause the idea of a film losing their director at this point would be impossible, right? Yeah, yeah. You would essentially... Well, actually, I guess it happened with Solo and Rogue One. But, um... Um... Uh, they're just... Maybe they're doing reshoots. Like, maybe this is gonna be a Solo where uh, Ron Howard is coming in and they're reshooting half the movie and it's not gonna be a comedy anymore. It's gonna be more of a, like, space adventure. And, uh... That, that was a solo joke. I don't think that Halo was ever going to be a comedy, but um, I don't know. <laughs> that would be fun. We will see when the game comes out. Whenever that... If the asteroid doesn't hit us next month. Yeah, truly. It's 2020, y'all. That's a joke. The asteroid looks like it's going to be a very far pass on Earth. Um, <laughs> oh my God. No, it, but it is. Yeah. That, be, no, people are joking good. about the asteroid. I do want to throw out there, realistically, it does not look like the asteroid is going to strike the planet. Yeah. Um, and so you can take that comfort with you. Uh, You're welcome. Let's wrap up the show. It's time. Yep. Yeah. Y'all, uh, we usually do a lot of plugs at the end. And so follow us, whatever. Clars <laughs> will be streaming. Uh, I'm streaming tonight, actually. I'm coming back to Subnautica tonight. Yep. My streaming schedule was a little weird this week, and I apologize. We had some stuff. It's going to be the um, final night of Subnautica. Clars is going to yeah. play until she beats the game. No. That's... Yep. No. That, yep. No. Yep. Mm -mm, yep. No. Yep. No. Um, I'm also going to be... Watch you have like 20 minutes left. Watch you like boot it up and at like 6.30 you're done. No, no, no. I'm definitely not close enough to the to, to the end of it. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to be back on tonight um, probably around 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, but that may fluctuate just because we are shooting a uh, cosplay mm -hmm. stuff for the patrons. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And um, then I'll be back on Saturday with um, Horror VR. Yeah. And so here's the thing. Uh, usually we do like longer plugs. I don't want to plug anything. Thank you to our patrons. I do want to say that. Uh, if you want to join them, patreon.com slash nightly. Y'all, it is Thursday, October 29th. That means that we are five days away from the American election. Uh, Tuesday, November 3rd is going to be a very important day in uh, the country of the United States, as well as the world. The American election affects the entire planet. And so I just want to take a moment right now, uh, as an American citizen who can say this legally, please vote. Please vote. Uh, vote your conscience. Vote uh, your thoughts. Vote um, Vote early. If you can, go vote today. Go vote tomorrow. In a lot of states, you can go vote right now. If you have a mail-in ballot and you have not put it in the mail yet, please, please, please take it to a drop-off location and do not try and mail it now. In a lot of places, it is too late. So if you can, please take it. Uh, there are official drop-off ballots. You can find them online. Go to um, How to Vote in Every State to figure out the best way for you to vote now. It is really, really important. And I just wanna end the show by talking about this for a quick second to say um, your voice matters. And your voice matters more now than it has ever before. I think that this election is the most important of my lifetime. And we do not want to see a situation arise where this gets complicated or contested or, um, or, or, or arguable. We want this to be a definitive election without any controversy even though we know there's going to be some. But the controversy shouldn't be that you didn't vote. So go vote today, tomorrow, official ballot box. 
all those things. If you have to vote on election day, make sure that you have a plan, make sure that you have extra time. Those lines are gonna be long. People are going to do everything in their power to make it hard for you to vote this time around and probably next time around as well. We have a lot of fighting to do to make sure that this uh, Voting Rights Act uh, comes back and that voting protections in the United States are stronger than ever after this election. But for now, the best thing that you can do is just show up. And um, if you don't show up, you don't get to complain. So please, please, please show up and, and vote for everyone and not just yourself. Vote, vote for all people and realize that this election is about a lot more than just how you're doing. It's about how everyone's doing, especially in this pandemic time when that is more dangerous and difficult than ever. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, I hope uh, it's all right that I threw that in there at the end. Uh, I don't want to get too preachy, but this is, um, it's very important. It's very, very important. Mm -hmm. And uh, so thank you all. Thank you for being here today and go vote. <laughs> As we always say here, um, what do we say? We get nerdy nightly? No, no, that's the wrong one. <laughs> As we always say here, do something <laughs> nerdy tonight. Bye-bye.